welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Dr. Tina Atherall on the line, and she's CEO over at Psych Armor Institute. Tina, welcome to the show. Hi there. Thanks so much for having me. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Psych Armor Institute, but before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how did you get started in business and in your career? Sure. Well, I love to say this, and I really appreciate being on a podcast like this talking about the business of nonprofits. Um, because I do represent the, the sector of nonprofit executives. And it's uh, much like many of my colleagues that the uh, story is what found us. So I'm um, from a military family with a significant story based um, off of many of the unique challenges uh, that, you know, uh, have affected our community after 9-11. Um, and I'm a social worker. So uh, looking at ways uh, in which we could leverage nonprofit and communities uh, to, uh, you know, uh, go after some of these unique things that our communities needed is really what started me in nonprofit work. Wow. So, and, and I think, um, you know, everybody has their, their different, uh, obviously, like you mentioned, different paths and, and thing that led them to the nonprofit side. So, and it's normally a purpose that's definitely, it's definitely usually purpose-based, I find. Um, that being said, there's some, you know, there's some younger entrepreneurs or maybe just some you know, some new grads that are out there that are thinking about um, really um, creating a career in the nonprofit world. Um, what kind of advice would you give them on, on kind of going down that route? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a really unique community. It's a really unique sector right now, especially with the insert the the intersection between business and nonprofit. And probably one of the things that I didn't highlight enough within my, my that intro is being a social worker and somebody who really looks at an entire system. Um, you know, if you're whether you're working with an individual client, you're working with a community, or you're working with a large system, whether it be government or a health and human service agency, you know, we're always looking at it from, um, one, from a needs base, but also, you know, you can't do anything without funding. You can't do anything without the, the support or the services that you're trying to accomplish. And so we're finding within the, uh, our social work field that we need to align more with our business sector, with the business community. And what we're seeing so much, you say, around entrepreneurs is the word social entrepreneurs, social enterprise. So the nonprofit models, which used to be very, um, you know, the best practices, you look at the pie and you say that your funding source needs to come from corporate, it needs to come from um, foundations, individuals, grants and giving, the social enterprise model has really, it was, it's been, you know, steadfast through large organizations like Goodwill and um, those that have the enterprise model embedded in their business model. But more and more you're seeing individuals that are going into business that want to change the world for social good, right? So that social good at the end, you know, at the end of, of the business model is so much, um, I think, can be influenced within the nonprofit community. So there's a really neat blend um, between the two communities now. So for somebody who's going on a business route, you hear often, 
individuals that are choosing instead of developing the traditional LLC, they're, they're developing a B Corp. So as they build out their business, the revenue and a portion of the revenue will go to social good. So I like to say in the nonprofit community, I am a business person. Um, the doctor in front of my name, which always kind of makes me laugh, I invested in a doctorate of social work that had a track around social innovation and leadership. Because ultimately, I wanted to take the foundations of being a social worker, somebody that cared about social welfare and social justice, but knew how to put that, that foundation, that ethics and values in a business model so that I could help move the needle more on a, on a business approach um, to some of the social problems uh, that we're facing. And I've often heard, you know, one of the, the fun things for me, I like to be in cross-sector groups, so not just in the community of social workers or those that, those that are working in health and human service agencies, but those that are, are, are working in the business community. You know, it's often been said that the, the business community is the place that's going to change, you know, change the world for better. Um, because for one, often the business community has more resources than the nonprofit community does, and that's just by the infrastructure in which the two organizations are designed. So I that's think awesome. it's a really, yeah, I think it's an exciting place for people who at the end of the day, you know, they're looking for that bottom line to really change the world versus making somebody rich per se. That's awesome. Um, I love it. Uh, let's, let's switch it up a bit. I want to get into what you're doing over at Psych Armor Institute. So first, tell me a little bit more about the business, please. Yeah, absolutely. So Psych Armor is a national nonprofit, um, and we were started from our founder, Marjorie Morrison, who saw a very unique need for community members, primarily mental health um, counselors that were in the San Diego area. That's where our headquarters, so we are national and looking at a way in which um, community mental health providers did not have the information, really the clinical skills, to support the, um, their military community that was coming in for services. And how we've expanded, uh, we just hit our first uh, five years, which is always a great thing in, in whether it be a business or a nonprofit. Congratulations. That's yeah, awesome. That's, that's a big one. I said to the board, I was like, you know, only 43% of nonprofits make it to their fifth year. So we did it. Yay. Um, but we are um, we work with uh, content first, so cross-sector solutions based on micro-content education related to our specialty area, which is military veterans and their families, and it's community tools, educational tools. For, so whether you're an employer and you have a uh, hiring initiative to employ veterans or military spouses, um, or if you're a hospital and you're looking to train your healthcare providers on the unique you know, mental health or um, healthcare considerations when working with this community, or if you're an educator and you're looking at your veterans on campus or the military families that are on campus, we have 15-minute micro courses, um, 15 minute or less, I should, sorry to say, uh, courses that are meant to be accessible. They're free. That's a part of the fun part of the nonprofit model, right? Um, and it's there to really help bridge that divide between the military and civilian community. Um, that's awesome. I, I, I love the mission. I love what you're doing. And uh, in terms of, and I know this is going to change from employer to employer, obviously business to business. But where do you find that um, a lot of um, a lot of people are missing the mark, or I should say, businesses are missing the mark and really bridging that gap that you're doing um, over at Psych Armor Institute before they start enrolling in your courses and, and kind of and consuming your content? Where do you find that kind of loss in dialogue is happening. Yeah, well, I think it is a dialogue, right? Like, so one of the things that we talk about in our internal teams is what is the importance of education? And that's what we want to communicate 
to the outward audience is that education, and in our purpose, education around even the baseline military culture, so the unique, you know, the unique things around being a part of that military um, military community. Um, you know, education starts the conversation. So for businesses, I think one of the things that I have heard from the business community in particular when we're working with the HR teams is there's so much additional training out there about all these unique communities within the business environment, right? But I think for, for us, it's really important for us to say in terms of that gap, understanding first and foremost, what is the unique uh, quality that you're, you're going to be hiring when you hire a veteran or when you hire a military spouse. That's also a conversation that we're leveraging. And we start with a course called 15 Things Veterans Want, Want You to Know. It's literally 15 basic things under 15 minutes that just gives an opportunity for an employer, a business owner, a corporate leader to inf you know, infuse a conversation to start at and ask that question, to just be able to say, oh, wait a second, you're going to laugh. If you have any, you know, I'm sure when you've talked to people that are in the military, the first thing is our number one for 15 things is not everyone is a soldier. And that is, it seems like a really simple starting point, but it starts a conversation. So for, for those that we work with, um, you know, we're not there to build out these training or these hiring initiatives, but we have the tools. One of the unique things about PsychArmor is we work collectively with the industry um, experts. So we've worked with uh, the leaders in DOL, the other nonprofit leaders or government leaders that are really tackling uh, the business objectives of hiring veterans and military spouses. So they're the ones who have built the content, and we're there to help deliver it so that they can start a conversation and start to build the best practices. And I think that that is the easiest first step, is having a little bit of education to start that conversation and ask the right questions. That can, that can change, the, change so much. Uh, for me, it's like an, it's an empathy gatherer <laughs> through education. I love it. Um, that's great. And uh, so, Tina, if somebody is listening to this and they want more information on Psych Armor Institute, um, what's the best way for them to follow up and to get it? Well, for one, with us having online courses, we love to be available uh, through a multitude of different ways. So definitely through our website, which is www.psycharmor.org or through any of our social media channels like Facebook, LinkedIn, obviously for our business sector is one of our highest reach points and we'll always be putting up new announcements on courses that are being launched. We also have Instagram and Twitter. Fantastic. Well, hey, Tina, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about all the great work you're doing over at Psych Armor Institute and your background. Um, and to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, Tina, thanks again for coming on the show.